1: And welcome to Monday Wow, that felt very like warning show-esque. I need to, I need to dial that back. Wow. Well, welcome to <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> another Monday Mini. And uh, we want to go ahead and put this at the very top. We're going to revisit the Me Too movement and what has been happening as of late. So we are going to talk about some of the current issues and current data. We're not really talking about trauma and assault, but just sometimes hearing events that are happening, I know, can be triggering. So... Just to go ahead and put it out there. And especially if you're tired yeah. of being disappointed, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which I feel like happens for a lot of us, maybe go ahead and say, I'll save this for later on. Yeah. Just go ahead and put this up at the very top. And yeah, we are also timestamping this as it seems most of the times that we do current events related episodes, uh, by the time we publish it, it's already somewhat out of date. Or some of the information has changed. Yeah, so today is July 8th, and we know a lot of things can change very quickly, even though we're trying to publish it pretty soon after the fact. Mm -hmm. But you know, you never know. Because as we were trying to talk about whether or not we were going to do an update on this a while ago, as we were discussing episodes and what we wanted to do and talk about, ironically enough, the day we did decide to do this uh, was the same day that Bill Cosby, was released, as well as some of the details of the settlement for James Franco case was announced. So yeah, not sure how we feel about all that and how it seemed to align. Uh, I feel like we called that out in a way that just both of us were like, what just happened? Yeah. Did we curse something? <laughs> oh,
0: no. Beware of the curse. You know what Beware they say. Beware of the curse. <laughs> the mummy, 1999. 1999. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we wanted to revisit the Me Too movement and look to see if any significant changes have occurred since it went viral in 2017 as a hashtag. It was originally started in 2006 by Tarana Burke, a sexual violence survivor and advocate for other survivors who worked to build a community of advocates to help support others as they went through through their healing process. But the MeToo movement grew quickly and was an umbrella for so many issues that have happened in work related circumstances beyond just harassment, but unequal pay, discrimination, and blacklisting, as well as gender disparities and overall misconduct of those in power. But there are many who have questioned if there has been any change at all, and if so, what type of change?
1: Right. As we have tried to look into getting information and specific statistics after the viral takeoff of the hashtag, not much is concretely found. It has been noted that there was an increase in reports of sexual assault cases, uh, charges filed. It did go up. But as we noted during our trauma series, many survivors have felt That moment of encouragement and camaraderie and shared their own experiences after seeing others come forward. So that did happen and there was a significance in numbers to that. And of course one of the biggest cases to come forward are the many incidents involving Harvey Weinstein who is currently serving a 23-year sentence in New York. Uh, Many survivors watched as the trial continued to unfold and many feared honestly that they would not receive justice. But we're relieved to see and I know we were relieved to see that there was some justice in the end. And it was just recent that a New York judge ruled that Weinstein could be extradited to California to face even more rape and sexual assault charges. And though that case specifically has, um,
0: for the lack of better words, a satisfying ending, um, there are many more that don't. And of course, the continued discourse over cancel culture has sometimes made perpetrators painted them as if they are the victim, similar to the Kavanaugh hearing when many people criticized survivors for trying to, quote, ruin his career over stupid, childish mistakes. As it stands, the Me Too movement is still in motion all over the world, um, though there is an ebb and flow to it, to the point that many advocates fear that people treat this movement as a
1: punchline instead of a signal for need for change. And just recently, in an earlier Monday mini episode, we talked about the brewery industry and how it's been hit hard with the many accusations of inappropriate behavior, whether sexist, racist, or overall harassing employees. And though many have called the movement a reckoning for the industry, there are still those who accuse this to be a witch hunt. Uh, And there are many commentators, which I made the mistake of reading on social (laughs) media, who have dismissed these stories, stating that such movements should not be in the world of beer, stating that the beer industry is male-driven, which is not accurate, by the way, historically. (laughs) And this industry should be only for people who are hardened, I guess, and can hack it in the industry. Mm. Which, again, just as a reminder, the reason the conversation began was because a bystander questioned a female brewer, a woman brewer, and her legitimacy in the brewery, and she was tired of it. And just asked, have you experienced this? Which snowballed into a bigger, bigger movement. Right. But there have been improvements within the Me Too movement. The
0: Human Rights Watch reported on the overall impact it has had in the world, and they report that HRW stated, quote, the 2019 International Labor Organization, ILO Convention on Violence and Harassment at Work, which 439 out of 476 governments, employers, and workers from around the world voted to adopt in June at the United Nations in Geneva, sets out key measures to tackle the scourge of harassment at work. These include the adoption of national laws prohibiting workplace violence and taking preventative measures, as well as requiring employers to have workplace policies on violence. And it is at the beginning of the ratification process with many countries willing to ratify the new treaty, including Argentina, France,
1: South Africa, and many others. Right. So when we were looking at what is happening, they are starting to regulate the overall uh, abuses that are happening within workplaces. And I think that's important that we note that, that even though it's not necessarily just about sexual violence, there is a measure where it's being spoken up more about the incidents and how we should protect workers all around the world and not just in the U.S. where it mm-hmm. started. And as if you look around what's going on, you have seen different countries have their own movements and how it's propelled forward. So there's good things happening and many smaller organizations have looked to change their own policies within different industries as in fact one study that analyzed Weinstein's production company to see the effects of the Me Too movement showed some interesting results the report stated the production company had taken additional steps to rectify some of the damage he has caused including hiring more women writers apparently about 40% more uh, than before which is a significant jump Mm -hmm. and according to that same study They stated that the earlier numbers, there looks to have been changes in which that the women involved in the productions that were typically not offered to women went up, meaning that the Me Too movement may have, quote, helped reduce the gender stereotypes and other barriers that often keep women from working on the types of projects that are traditionally dominated by male writers. And on top of that, the same production company were more likely to defy gender stereotypes, which is often associated with a storyline that features the female protagonist. So some changes were significant. Yeah, but... We
0: know not all reports look this way and that many of the biggest changes were done by those who had worked closely with Weinstein in the company, perhaps out of guilt or fear or of being implicated themselves and that many of the people, as we said earlier, who made these changes were women themselves. As we talked about earlier, there have been continued stories of miscarriages and injustice where many weren't punished or canceled at all, which can also explain why so many survivors and victims do not come forward in the first place. And yes, Bill Cosby is a big one. Uh, Bill Cosby was released on June 30th after the Pennsylvania Supreme Court vacated Cosby's 2018 sexual assault conviction. The court ruled, quote, because Cosby gave damning testimony in a civil case only after a prosecutor promised not to pursue a criminal case against him, Cosby's Fifth Amendment right to avoid self-incrimination has been violated by the use of that testimony as evidence in a subsequent criminal case. Which is, uh, just in case people aren't paying attention, not a
1: declaration of innocence, but a loophole that allowed for Cosby's immediate release. And of course, there's a lot to this entire ordeal. Many have taken this as an injustice and added trauma for the many survivors who have bravely talked about their ordeal in the continued trauma from the assault perpetuated by Cosby. The creator of the Me Too movement stated in regards to Cosby's release, quote, Today's decision is not only triggering for those who have experienced sexual violence and its emotional and physical consequences, it is a miscarriage of what little accountability survivors are afforded by our legal system. We created Me Too internationally to undergird the work of this global movement and interrupt and ultimately end sexual violence. It is within that work that we prioritize the disruption of dominant narratives that will frame the abuser as the victim and the abused as the villain. Our focus has been and will remain on the survivors. We stand strong in solidarity with them, center the need for healing for all who are impacted by the news, and reject the damaging and diminishing stories that will emerge from the decisions about who the survivors are and what they deserve. In this moment, we are speaking directly to the survivors. We honor you and your complicated journey towards healing as you define justice and accountability in the face of a system that fails us at every turn.
0: Yeah, and Cosby isn't the only one who seems to have been able to walk away with minimal consequences. James Franco, who was accused by several women of sexual abuse and harassment, agreed to a $2 million settlement with his case in February of this year, 2021, in regards to a lawsuit filed against him and his acting school. It wasn't just about the sexual abuse allegations, but other allegations of fraud. In the complaint, it was alleged that the school was used to allow Franco to, quote, abuse his position and dangled opportunities for roles in his films. And as one student said, Franco engaged in, quote, sexually charged behavior towards female students and would push women into taking part in sex scenes in the name of education. Lawyers for Franco stated that they were denying all the allegations of sexual abuse and harassment, but that they alleged repaying the settlement as they felt that some, quote, important issues were raised and that all, quote, parties strongly believe that now is a critical time to focus on addressing the mistreatment of women in Hollywood.
1: Right. And uh, I don't know. I'm just going to go ahead and say it again. I really find it interesting that they are uh, just kind of like Cosby, not really saying that it's completely wrong, really mm-hmm. want to say say it. But they know that they did something wrong. So it's right. kind of the irony of that quote to me. Yeah, I was like, really? Wait, what? So you know you did some things to women and you mm-hmm. need to pay for it. Mm-hmm. But you, you're not going to, okay, cool, cool, cool. Cool. <laughs> Again, that's a whole different like conversation that we could have. But I found those types of quotes really interesting. Yeah. And kind of um, tone deaf in the rest of what's going on. Maybe that's just me. (laughs) There are other cases, uh, including cases with Kevin Spacey, and as we talked about on another episode, Joss Whedon, who've had their names being front and center with the accusations and incidents of abuse, but have not truly seen any consequences as many survivors had hoped. But to see a small fragment of change, whether it is that the uh, survivors are finding the strength to speak out or industries making the small steps to change the toxic culture that for too long has been accepted okay, but uh, we know there's going to be more to these stories. And obviously, as we had said at the very beginning, things change very quickly. New things arise very quickly, especially with this type of movement, with this type of uh, industry. We'll keep checking in to see the progress (laughs) or lack thereof within this movement. Yes,
0: yes, for sure. I I do think it's
1: opened up spaces
0: to have these conversations. And, and I think for some people who have been sheltered or who have ignored what's been going on, it was like really enlightening to be like, oh yeah, I've, I've experienced this in the, the brewery industry. And then there's like thousands of stories. And right. some people are like, what? And other of us are like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like duh. Right. And so I think that's been interesting. <laughs> and I do think it's given uh, support and acceptance for people that maybe didn't have that um, or thought that they were alone. And I, for some reason, like, I just remember so clearly I was in a lift ride way, years, years ago. And me and my friend, uh, Katie, who's been on here, we were talking about Kevin Spacey. And the male driver, you could tell, was like, but if, if that was true, wouldn't we have heard about it earlier? And we both kind of looked at each other and were like, <laughs> people were talking about it. It's just no one was listening. right? So I think right. it's, that's also really telling about who we listen to and who we don't listen to. But that being said, yes, we will continue to keep an eye on this. Um, listeners, if you would like to contact us, you can. Our email is stephiediamomstuff at iheartmedia You can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram at stuff I never told you. Thanks as always to our super producer Christina. Thank you, and thanks to you for listening. Stuff I never told you is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.
1: To start planning your trip, visit TNVacation.com. Tennessee, sounds perfect. Happy
0: Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop.